Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wendy Lesishi. And I'm George Mini. And uh, I, well, I was supposed to record this, I don't know if you if you heard, but we were supposed to record this two days ago. But then my, uh, I got a throat infection. Yeah, I believe you got sick. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. You should have heard my voice. We oh. should have just recorded anyways and oh, seen. Were you husky? No, I was, well, I was husky, but I was like, it, it didn't, wouldn't, like, it wouldn't even come out. Like, it was oh. just like really quiet. So I'd have been talking to myself. You would have been talking to yourself. <laughs> I think um, somebody said, we'll just have the show with speech bubbles. Sounds it? like we're stepping. <laughs> you just by himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so today we have a super interesting episode today. We're talking about mobility as a service. Um, so we're going to get into exactly what mobility as a service is. Talk about some car subscriptions and some of the things that um, are really interesting in the market right now. Um, and then we have some questions from Ask Water Trader. So hopefully you can come and assist us by answering some of the questions that have come through. Before we get there, what did you think of the race? Monaco. The best Monaco race I've seen in at least 10 years. Why? Because it was changes in weather? Yeah, so Monaco, I mean, that's a big thing, right? I think that was the big um, differentiator between some of the races that we've seen Mm. previously. Mm. I mean, firstly, it's Monaco, so really, really challenging, right? Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, and then it rained as well midway through, so... I mean, that changed up everything. The strategies all changed. So I was really... Well, I mean, not really because Verstappen still won. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, how did you, how did you see... Uh, who was it? Alex Albon. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it was Esteban Ocon. Sorry, Esteban Ocon. Yeah. Sorry. Esteban Ocon's uh, qualifying lap. Um, so just before he... When, when he was still number one yeah, at the time. Yeah. Firstly, I didn't see it coming. And I wish they showed us the actual on lap. board. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what a shock! What a surprise to see that um, it's not just you know kind of the front runners who actually have a chance of winning. Well, I, I mean, I think the I mean he's not in the ideal car. No, he's like he's no. in a midfield car, yeah. and he put in a lap like that. That's yeah. proper driver skill. You know, what was more impressive for me was seeing Verstappen being down in the first few sectors and pulling that incredible third, third sector. sector. To, to, yeah. to, but did you see everything you need to know about him? Did, did you see how he took that one corner and how, how he like just touched the barrier? It's basically touching it, right? Yeah. So it wasn't even... Well, it was because yeah. he, he looked at the scratches on the on the rubber um, after driving the... driving to the very edge. It's um, on the edge, on the edge. Yeah. I mean, one of the best Monaco uh, weekends we've, we've had in a long time. Did you see they got this technology now that uh, from cameras mm. that can uh, use an algorithm Mm-hmm. And the AI tells more or less how close, how close the car is to the barrier. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that, no. Yeah. So, you know, well, I read it about it on their website. I didn't see it in the race. I don't know yeah. if it's coming in, a ne- in another race, but um, they've got this tech now that they can tell how close the car is to the barrier. How much closer can they get? I mean, they, you know, in some time, well, I mean, they're touching. Yes. So it's w- when they're like literally one se- milli- millimeter from the barrier, yeah. it probably gains them what? You know, thousands of a thick second or something. What are you gonna tell the driver though? Get closer. Uh, well, no, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like Aiton Senna. I think um, um, Aiton Senna was asked once, um, like, how do you do this? Yeah. Like, you know, wh- how are you so fast? Yeah. And uh, and 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 I think it's what's called the state of flow. Mm. You know, if uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced a state of flow, it's when you you almost like get tunnel vision in terms yeah. of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, um, athletes often get into a state of flow. That's how they perform so well. And uh, you know, you you can't um, logically predict or you know. So he says he would be turning the steering wheel, but he wouldn't be pre-thinking turning the steering it's just wheel. Kind of it's like just instinctive, yeah. yeah. And that's when you're in that state of flow. And he seemed to be able to get there quite easily. 
Hamilton's actually spoken about that um, a few times. He says that the faster he goes, literally, things just go slowly. Yeah, um, that's the state of flow. Yeah. Things slow down. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering if that's like adrenaline or something, but you know, no, it's uh, it's it's hyper focus. Yeah, hyper hyper focus. You like you in the moment. I mean, the state of flow is the lack of. Um, you know, pa- pa- partly the lack of thinking about the past or the future. You just yeah. right there, right now. I need state of flow, and I'm busy crunching the numbers because <laughs> <laughs> he's dead, lads. <laughs> I was speaking to one of our team members this morning who does comrades marathons. Yeah, and he was speaking about the state of flow um, yeah. uh, when he runs, and uh, he says, you know, sometimes he just like runs and he's in the moment, and you know, he's doing his goes. thing. But when you run the comrades, yeah, like he's not. Yeah, and uh, like from the banter back and forth, we we established that maybe it's because every one kilometer or every half a kilometer in the comrades, they put a marker on the ground with a big sign that says seven hundred thousand kilometers yeah. to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh damn, You're further away than you thought you were, even. <laughs> um, that's crazy, yeah. But I mean, just to summarize, absolutely fantastic race. I think you know uh, Mercedes came to the party with with their new upgrades. Obviously, we can see much of it mm. just because it is Monaco, but we'll see now. We're going to Spain, so that's going to be a really interesting battle. Do you think they stole some stuff from the bottom of Verstappen's car? We know for a fact that we looked at the car. We looked underneath and saw exactly how they did it. <laughs> any more uh, Any more news on uh, Hamilton going to Ferrari? Um, right now, it looks like it's it's more unlikely than it is likely mm. happening. Yeah, sadly, sadly so for. I reckon uh, if I reckon if the if the car uh, gets into the sweet spot, yeah, he exactly. won't leave. Not for sure. Yeah. Why not? Because I mean they're both brilliant drivers. Mm. I think uh, a few people are brilliant. Aston Martin, though, is you have to look out for them. I think um, uh, Alonso. We need to look out for them. Plus, getting a new engine next year. Maybe uh, a problem for a while. Yeah, I, I mean the th- the 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 thing for me with Aston Martin is the gap between the two drivers. Mm. Um, you know, if if both of them were up there on the podium mm. or within a couple of places of each other, I'd say it's the car. Mm. Not as much the driver. The driver. You're right. But uh, Stroll was what, like 14th or something, something, something ridiculous. Exactly, and it's and it hasn't been any difference since the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, so the fact that Stroll is lagging yeah. in the same car, yeah, tells you everything you need to know. Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, how much of the driver is it? I, I think it's a lot. Good, it's got a lot to do with Lonzo, yeah. and then a lot to do with the how the how the driver gels with the car. Mm. I mean, uh, Stroll's been in that car for. Years now. Um, Alonso's new to the team, but he's been around. He, he knows that team. He knows the engineers. He knows the team knows how oh, to engineer. Maybe he just doesn't, doesn't have the talent. And yeah. Maybe he just doesn't have what it takes. 100%. But you let's know. see what happens. Because doesn't his dad own the team? Dad does own the team, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Never a bad thing. I mean, no, it's not a bad thing, but I mean, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's not helping anybody. Moving on. So that's F1 talk done. Mobility as a service. Uh, how would you kind of define that before we get into what we're talking about exactly well um i think what 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 fits into mobility as a service is is anything outside the pure ownership of the asset or the car yeah okay so um mobility as a service taxis fits into that category uber fits into that category um but i think what you want to get into is mobility as a service uh, where there is a longer usage of the car. Yeah, it's not. Know? It's not a um, kind of a use case, but well, not a use case, but um, I don't know what to call. It, but you know, like an Uber would be. I just need it right now, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of like single ride. Yeah, right. Single ride. I think that's, yeah. Yes. Thing. So, 
Um, so, so, so if you if you look at mobility um, on a spectrum mm-hmm. between the shortest possible usage, Uber, yeah, okay, one ride, one ride, and the longest possible usage, outright ownership, mm. okay, um, you've got to realize, I think, that the more you move to the left of the spectrum, my left of the spectrum, which is one ride, yeah. The more expensive per kilometer For sure. that cost is going to be. For sure. Right? And the more to the right you move, the more less middlemen are involved, the more the cheaper, the cheaper it's it going to be. In the long term. Per kilometer. Yeah. Well, no. Just per kilometer, yeah. Per, just per kilometer. Because, I mean, if you just use Uber, yeah, you're going to travel, you pay, uh, travel the same amount as you do when you own your own car. So, mobility as a service kind of fits somewhere in the middle of that. And where do most people, in terms of. Um, amounts of people, uh, let's say everyone needs mobility, period. Where would you say most customers sit? Most customers sit on the end, okay. on, the, on, the, on the ownership end. That's just the traditional world. Yeah. Okay, that's the way the world's been built. But I would, I'm talking about cost. So from a cost point of view, cost, call it cost per kilometer. Um, mobility as a service fits in the middle, yeah. So uh, um, at the moment, you've got uh, uh, banks that finance cars, Customers that buy cars for cash. It's kind of pure ownership, right? And then a little bit more to the left of that, um, you've got the rent to own models. Yeah. It's where you can you can go, you 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 can't and, and that's for customers who, who have bad credit records, yeah, can't reasons. get finance, uh, don't want finance, etc. So that's the rent to own. So ultimately you're renting the vehicle, but there's an ownership a handover at the very end of at the, the very end period, of the yeah. contract. Okay. That is more expensive than pure ownership. Mm. Okay. But there's a segment of customers there, consumers, that would need that, um, yeah, that uh, sort of, that sort of service because yeah. they need mobility. It's cheaper than an Uber, but it's more expensive than outright ownership. But they can't get outright ownership because they're not getting approved by the bank. 100%. And then you move a little bit more to the left of rent to own and you get renting or uh, uh, leasing leasing yeah okay now not leasing as in a, a lease where you actually own it like pure leasing you can give the car back no okay. questions asked the renter um, insures the car um, the renter um, sometimes even maintenance is, is taken care no of. they maintain the car yeah. um, I mean I suppose there's going to be different models that emerge but 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 all of the things around the asset itself is taken care of by the owner of the car, which is the renter. Mm. You just use it. 100%. Okay? That's going to be more expensive than the rent-to-own, more than likely. Yeah. Maybe it'll come close, uh, or maybe it'll even be the same, but it definitely has to be more expensive than outright, outright ownership. Because yeah. okay? with outright ownership, you're going directly to the source of finance. Yeah. Um, and maybe this model can get closer to outright ownership, depending on the scale that the the the, uh, the service providers can 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 offer over time. Um, so this is, this is a car. This is car subscriptions now. Yeah, car subscriptions. Was. Yeah, yeah. Cars, I mean, we're about to launch car subscriptions um, okay. with uh, with various partners. So um, and so you'll be able to search on Auto Trader for. Um, uh, um, by monthly payment, and mm-hmm. in that monthly payment, you'll see, you know, car subscriptions or rental. So that's what I was kind of alluding to. Obviously, I think it was just really important for us to understand exactly what car subscriptions is, because I did some digging to see what are the, you know, kind of the pros and cons of of, of either. Um, and in South Africa, it's it's not really something that's been around for very long. No, but we've seen car subscriptions and services 
as a whole kind of growing into that space. Um, it's grown. I mean, it's grown worldwide, but yeah. it's still not the lion's share. For sure. And whether it will be the lion's share is debatable. Um, it looked like it pre-COVID. Mm. And, then, and then the world turned around and your car became a safe place. Mm. 100%. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if you remember us having the discussion yeah, around, yeah. around people not Ubering anymore because they might get COVID. Exactly. I think there are solutions though where car subscriptions does make a lot of sense. Even a scenario where you'd want to, you know, kind of, um, let's say it's not a credit issue that you have. Let's say, for instance, you... Short-term rental. Exactly. Let's say you, or even if you in the country for a year, for instance. Mm. Um, Makes sense. On, on work. That's where these sort of services make a lot of sense, where you don't want to necessarily own... Um, well, you, you want to be able to get vehicle. out of the vehicle very quickly. Yeah. But you also don't, at the same time, you don't, you don't do the whole one-ride yes. Uber yes. example. So it might not be a cost factor. It might just be a convenience factor. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Um, and I think that's kind of, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing now that a lot of OEMs are even jumping onto, or manufacturers are, are jumping onto offering some sort of, um, of car subscription service. Well, the ultimate car subscription service is going to be with self-driving cars, right? Mm. Robo-taxis. Yeah. Where you will be the renter and then it'll fragment the, it'll fragment the market even more and bring the cost even further down, mm. right? Is if, is if I owned a Tesla that can self-drive, mm. And I come to work, I p- p- parks in the basement, but somebody wants a ride from X to Y. Whilst I'm at work. Uh, yeah. Whilst I'm at work and I can make some money out of that and send the car. Send the car, yeah. Um, I think that's the ultimate kind of perfect model mm. is the robo-taxi. Whether that's possible in the future or not, who knows? Uh, Toyota has just recently launched, I think it's called, um, I don't know it's called, Kinto, uh, one pay use packages. And and most when you look at subscription services across the board, on average you're paying about thirty percent more than if you had to go outright ownership um, over the. Well, that's on that spectrum, right? On that spectrum, yes. exactly that. However, they found a way where it's it's almost the same. Um, very select vehicles, of course, but I mean, I think that's where the. the well, that's coming direct from the OEM, right? Yes. Okay, so that's, that's a big difference. So for me, it's that's the big, exactly. Yeah. There's no middlemen. Because, because you remember, if 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 the manufacturer, in this case, you saying Toyota, Toyota, if Toyota can provide the capital funding, exactly provide the vehicle, of course they can cut the margin. Yeah, they don't need to make the profits of you know kind of buying. There's the no. I mean, if you think about it, most of the uh, most of the businesses that are going to offer this um, are either going to fund it through capital funding, through uh, you know shareholder funding, or they're going to fund it through bank finance, mm. right? All of that carries a capital cost. And which the, the manufacturer doesn't have to kind of deal with. Which, at all. exactly. So, so the manufacturer doesn't have to do that. Um, you know, at the moment, at the moment, the bank repo rate has gone up, uh, um, half a percent. I don't yeah, know what it's on now. I think it's like 11 point. That's the prime rate. Five, yeah. 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 So I'm talking about the repo rate. Oh, but anyway, yeah. the prime rate's 11 point whatever. But, um, um, you know, so maybe. A, a, a company can get primeless one, mm. maybe primeless one and a half. Mm. Mm. So right out the gate, they might not be able to get a better capital um, capital structure than what you can get as a consumer. I, I remember having a discussion with, I think it's the, the CEO of like Flex Club or something, I wanted one of these cost of cruising services. And well, if Flex Club is a platform, right? It's, yes. a, uh, it's, a, it's a software platform, whereas... Uh, Planet 42 and We Rent Wheels mm. are car subscription services. That's the difference between the two. What, well, he's um, he says that one of the biggest people who kind of one of his biggest clients ultimately are big businesses. So businesses such as um, 
uh, what's it called funeral homes, for mm-hmm. instance, where you need a lot of vehicles, but you don't necessarily want to buy, you know, the entire fleet. So you kind of get it from them, and then boom. But with car subscriptions, which is where the consumer well, one to one kind of B two C, that's where it makes a lot of sense. And I yeah. think that's kind of the I think C two C is where the cost going to come down. Exactly. Yeah. So where I rent where my vehicle to you, yes, maybe onto something there. You might be ahead of the curve. Um, but let's see what happens. And do you know when car subscriptions is launching on sites? Uh, I don't want to put a I don't want to put a date to it because okay. you know um, software engineering is not uh, <laughs> yeah. it's not an exact science in in you know uh, all the time so uh, but definitely it's imminent. Why um, did Auto Trade decide to go kind of go down this? Why, why are we embarking on this? Route? Well, we're a, we're a consumer platform at the end of the day, yeah. um, and uh, um, and uh, you know there, there's this growing need for the usage of vehicles more. Uh, not more than, but uh, um, rather than the ownership of vehicles. Yeah. It's not the lion's share, so we'll never, you know, we're not going to change the front end of the platform to um, or, uh, away from its default, which mm. is search by make model variant, list the cars by its selling price. But definitely there is a place mm. um, and a segment in the market that uh, where the consumer wants to yeah. rent a car. Yeah. Um, and we, and as you know, we we launched uh, search by search by monthly payment about a year ago. Yes, it was. Yeah. And um, and and this fits squarely into that. But now with a product offering, hundred percent. Whereas the search by monthly payment was really just a finance calculator. Mm. Whereas this is now a proper product offering. So uh, so we've got uh, we've got our, our our dealerships on board, uh, we've got partners on board, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna test this thing out for the next couple of months. We've been talking about it for a few for a few years now, so I'm glad to see that. You know, there's not people now who actually want to. Well, it's been done around the world, so it, I mean, it's a it's a kind of a no time, no brainer. It's like it's like price ratings. Yeah. Um. You know, South Africa is often a, a bit of a lags a little bit. Yeah. Um. And uh, and we just got to be bold and, and take these things on. Hundred percent. I mean, I'll keep your eye out. So that that feature is definitely going to be coming on soon. I win, but we'll. We'll, well, it's imminent. It's well. imminent. Hundred percent. Moving on. So, um, I don't know if you know this, but um. The sales numbers for new energy vehicles just came out recently, and like you had predicted a while back, it is still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, like you said, uh, hybrid vehicles seem to be the one that's pushing that lever. Do you think that's going to change anytime soon? Do you think that's just kind of you know, the way South Africa is right now? Um, we've been saying probably for about you know, since COVID, actually, uh, we've been years. we've been yeah two two and a half years, maybe a bit more. We've been saying that hybrid vehicles is the middle step to battery electric. Mm. Why is that? Two reasons. One, um, always oh, price right. That's always going to be the well. I, I was going to go to government uh, government policy <laughs> okay. um, because yeah. because that's driving the price up yeah. is government policy. So government policy is nowhere near to being addressed yet. Mm. Um, uh, you know, hopefully there's some meetings happening that kind of supersedes my statement. Mm. But uh, but we've got a green paper, no white paper. Mm. Um, um, you know, the, uh, all of the corporate players in the market are are talking about this, putting pressure on the government. Hopefully there's something that gets done in the in the near future. So that's the one hurdle is uh, is the price of the vehicle is being absolutely stymied by um uh by government policy. Yeah. Um it's way too expensive to import electric vehicles. Um and it puts the consumer out of the price bracket of under five hundred thousand Rand. Mm. Maybe a Chinese vehicle will come in, 
mm. you know, GWM. I don't this know. Is, you're speaking specifically to, to electric vehicles. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah uh, and, and the other thing that's that's kind of causing this middle step is um, is 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 the nervousness, I think, of consumers around uh, load shedding mm-hmm. and our power issues. Mm. Um, and and where that's going in the future. So, so so I think I think until those two things get sorted out, um, hybrids are going to be hybrids are going to be the thing. And we can see it in the Toyota Cross. We I can. mean, that thing is flying off the shelf. Literally, if it was a dinky car, it'd been unleft. It is. Uh, I mean, we're, we're anticipating that the Haval was going to be the kind of you know the secret weapon. But right now, it seems like uh, the Toyota Cross is something. Oh, Toyota Toyota is a trusted brand, eh? Um, Although Tesla has just overtaken Toyota worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. I saw that. Mm. Um, that blew my mind. I, I don't know how they've done it, but they, they've done it again. Um, that shocked me. I, d- I didn't think Corolla Cross was ever... I mean, with the Corolla, the Corolla was ever going to be kind of, you know, taken from the number yeah. one spot. Yeah. Surprise, surprise there. Oh. There is a new um, cheapest electric vehicle coming soon to Africa, though, which is going to be about 716000 uh, Um So it's still above that price, but it's fully electric... And I think that might um, kind of change things a little bit. Seven sixteen is still too high. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, we've been saying for a long time under five hundred. I would say even less than that. Um, you know, if you if you think about the average South African driver. Mm. Um, personally, I think the batteries are too big in the cars, and that's what's mm. pushing the cost up. Um, I use twenty percent of my iPaces battery on a daily basis, um, which means that realistically, I need. Uh, 20% of 90 kilowatts. I need maybe 20 kilowatts a day. Yeah. Um, if that was a 50 kilowatt car, it'd be fine. Yeah, I'm not okay. too sure what the... Not the for long distance, though. No, it's. I think the max range is about 400 k's. But um, 400 k's is still... I mean, so, I, I don't get 400 k's in my iPace. Exactly, yeah. You know, yeah. So, so, so again, 716 could be lower. Maybe if the battery was smaller. 100%. Well, before I leave you, we've received two questions from Ask Auto Trader, which are, you, I hope you can help me with. So the person comes from Baby Boo who's asked... I'm currently <laughs> baby boo. Yes, I'm currently um, uh, under car debt review, um, but they want to trade in the vehicle. Can they do so? I think not, um, because part of the debt review, to my knowledge, is that it's attached to the asset. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you wanted to get rid of the car, you'd have to settle the debt. Yeah. Okay. Um, but obviously, just I think there's people who can assist you with getting, based off your exact scenario. Uh, what you can do around that. Um, next is DJ. A couple question from DJ who's asked, does AutoTrader offer... That's a rent-to-own uh, rent candidate right, right there. there. <laughs> DJ has asked, does AutoTrader have lay-bys on second-hand cars? Well, DJ. Yes. DJ, DJ AutoTrader doesn't sell cars. Mm. Um, AutoTrader is a platform um, to connect buyers and sellers of cars. So, 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 so the short answer is no. But... Um, you may find a dealer that uh, allows you to put a lay-by on a car, and um, and they they may keep it for you. You just got to find which dealers those are. I've I've not seen any. Yeah, I didn't even know you can lay-by cars. Um, this is a uh, I don't know if there's an opportunity there. But yeah, I've I've never seen any, but you know you never know. 100%. You never know. I mean, if you if 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 a car's 150 grand and you say to the dealer, I'll put 50 grand down, um, I'll pay you 50 grand over the next two months, but you keep, you the, keep car. the car. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think, charge you to hold it. Yeah, you'll probably charge you to hold it, but you know, the dealer's definitely not going to give you the car to drive. For sure. Mm. And that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Thank you so much again, George, for joining us. I'll see you guys next week. What's the next race? Uh, Spain. Spain. Yeah. Oh, go Alonso. Ah, man. <laughs> <laughs>
search. Auto Trader. <laughs>